This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. SummerSlam 2020 is in the books, and ladies and gentlemen, Roman Reigns has returned to save WWE SmackDown. Yes, that is going to be the big news, I think. Coming out of the show, in the main event, we saw Reigns make his return for the first time since March, the first time since the pandemic started, and he was removed from the WrestleMania match for the Universal Championship. He is back now. We're going to talk all about it. This is Ryan Drosty of comicbook.com, and I am joined tonight by my usual sidekick, Mr. Justin Joint, and a guest co-host, because Kyle Ross could not make it tonight, so we decided to go to the other Kyle. He's been on the show before, a longtime supporter of Top Rope Nation out in the great state of New Jersey. Mr. Kyle Ryan is on the line with us. So Justin and Kyle, let's talk about it. Hey, I don't have to adapt much. Justin and Kyle, there we go. Um, I think what I want to do right off the bat, like we usually do uh, with these these pay-per-view review shows, is kind of throw it around the horn. Give the show a grade, A through F. What did you think of it? I will go to you first, Justin. What did you think? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm definitely grading all of the uh, kind of quarantine, corona era uh, pay-per-views on a curve because it's just you, you, it's hard to judge them against you know shows with crowds. Yeah. Um, I think this probably pretty easily is the best show they've done since the pandemic hit. Um, I, I'll give it a an A, just a, a solid A. I was entertained throughout. There's stuff I can nitpick. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. What, do you, what about you, Kyle? Welcome back to Top Rope Nation, by the way. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I completely agree with Justin. I think this is the best show they've put on since the pandemic started. Uh, I'm sitting at an A as well. Yeah. I've kind of been going back and forth because I was I was considering an A, and I'm like, am I being too generous just because I was so satisfied watching the show? Because it was, to me too, the best WWE show of the pandemic for sure. And, you know, when I look up and down this card, uh, I mean, match after match, they were all very entertaining. I thought the main event actually was the least entertaining match all night. We'll get to that. But, you know, the finish was certainly memorable afterwards. So, yeah, I think personally, I'm I'm probably at an A as well. I was kind of going between a B plus A minus, but I, I'm in the A range for sure. Um, we put a poll out on our Twitter account. And uh, as we are recording this, it is... 
9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. So the show hasn't been off very long, but uh, I put out the poll to the listeners at Top Rope Nation. What did you think of the show? Uh, so far, we're at 55 votes and A and B pretty much neck and neck. So yeah, it looks like the listeners are pretty much right on board where, with uh, where we are. And um, I guess, you know, to start off right off the bat, we got to talk about Roman Reigns because we haven't seen him for a long time. There was a report out earlier today that something was going to happen on the show that nobody would see coming. I think that might be a little strong because people were you know, there. There, there's been some rumors about Roman maybe coming back soon, uh, but you know it was really good to see him. Man, the guy was jacked. He looked great. We saw a, a little bit of a different side of Roman Reigns. I thought, um, but I guess initial reactions, guys. I'll go to Justin first. How did you feel seeing Roman come back? And what did you think of his appearance and and the way he portrayed himself tonight? I mean, like you said, he looks tremendous. Um, It it was definitely exciting. I, I, I don't agree with, like, the whole new attitude or a new side of him thing. I mean, it definitely still felt like Roman Reigns just, you know, beating people up. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, you know, saying heel. Is mm-hmm. this heel Roman? I don't agree with that either. All he did was beat up two heels. <laughs> I don't think that makes you a bad guy. And, you know, frankly, Braun Strowman kind of took his spot when he stepped away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the other thing with him coming back, I, I just wonder what changed. Because obviously he... I, I think it's pretty obvious if you know anything that he stepped away because he's got a lot of young children. And I, I think he lives with, you know, some of his extended family that uh, could be susceptible to uh, coronavirus. Uh, and just, I don't know, I'm just curious as to what changed that now's the time for him to come back. Uh, if maybe he just, <laughs> like a lot of us, just getting sick of being at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Florida, not exactly the best place in the country to be with the, the pandemic. I don't know if, I mean, this is just me speculating, but I don't know if the change in venue helped a little bit. You know, everyone packed into the performance center, not a super big building. Now they're in the Amway Center, just more open air. It's probably a little bit safer. That's, but, that's a great point. And, you know, too, they're, you know, they're, the testing has gotten better um, since, since they had numerous people test positive not too long ago. But it's still dangerous, to your point. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, the pandemic is still raging in this country. And uh, he is, with his with his health health history and everything, is certainly more at risk. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I just felt like the way that he was swinging that chair and his T-shirt wreck everyone and leave. I don't know. Like, it just kind of seemed like a new attitude. I saw the heel stuff, too. I, I don't think I would agree that uh, he was really a heel, based on what you said, too. Uh, Justin with with uh, who he attacked and everything but Kyle let me throw it to you what, what did you think of Roman Reigns tonight uh, I definitely agree he looked great um, I don't know what it is about all these guys with all their time off spending all their time in the gym but <laughs> I think that the man looks great and as for the heel stuff the first thing I thought was wreck everybody and leave isn't the face that runs the face kind of promo yeah but um, it's not the type of thing they'd say but I don't, maybe he's not going full healer, but there's definitely going to be a badass attitude coming from Roman Reigns, and I think it's long overdue, and I'm excited to see it. You know, wreck everyone and leave, that, that sounds a little bit like retribution. Uh, oh. It does, it does. Is he the de facto leader, maybe? Who knows? We shall see. Uh, retribution, we didn't get anything from him tonight. I think uh, 
a lot of people were thinking that Retribution was maybe going to get involved in one of the title matches, but we didn't see that. And is is that a coincidence? Roman Reigns comes back, and this is the first time they don't pop up? I don't know. There you go. You know, this and, is why we have you on this show, Justin. I just want to throw out there, I, I'm being kind of reserved in my excitement for the whole Roman Reigns thing, just because I, I need to see where it goes. Um, I, I was, I'm overjoyed to have him back tonight. It was an exciting way to end the show, uh, but we know what their track record is with uh, booking people. Like they, they better have a something in place that's interesting for him. You know, same thing with uh, I, I don't want to jump jump ahead to anything we might talk about, but like same thing with Keith Lee. I I hope they have something in place that they're bringing him to Raw on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I joked on Twitter about how he had returned to save the SmackDown main event scene, and uh, I got to tell you, man, I I cover SmackDown for Comic Book. The show is a slog to get through most weeks, and especially the Universal Title picture lately. And I have just not been high. Those of you listening to the podcast, you know that. Uh, nor has Kyle, who's not here tonight, but not been high on what's been going on with Wyatt and Strowman. And I was joking, just give Roman the belt right now. It's it's so good to see him back because this universal title picture has just been not interesting. I mean, the, the Intercontinental title stuff on SmackDown has been what's carrying the show for me as a viewer. Uh, now with Roman back in the picture, I'll, I'll certainly be more interested in what's going on at the top of the card. Um, Kyle, you haven't been on the show in quite a while. What have you thought about what's been going on with Strowman and Wyatt? You know, have you been high on it, or have you kind of agreed with what you've been hearing on the podcast? I haven't been high on it at all. Uh, I know, you know, you and I <laughs> okay. have discussed. I don't care for the Fiend being champion. I don't think he needs a title. When you have a character like that, let him be an ominous figure in the background, because putting the title on him, he's got to lose at some point. And then now you have you know this big monster that lost. So for me, the the main event scene has really been hurt in SmackDown lately. Yeah, agreed. All right, so we're going to break down the card, um, talk about the matches and everything that happened on the show tonight. Before we go any further, do I do want to throw a shout-out to the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. Of course, we are a member of the Blue Wire family. Check out BlueWirePods.com for all of your podcasting needs Every major sport, we've got podcasts covering all of them. We've got podcasts covering the entertainment industry, and yes, even more podcasts covering the professional wrestling industry. So check out BlueWirePods.com. If you're listening to Top Rope Nation for the first time, or maybe you tune in casually, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform if you haven't already, whether you're on Apple, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, hit subscribe, leave a review, Leave a rating. It helps us out tremendously in our growth and reaching new listeners, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's the easiest way to do this. If you have an iPhone, go to that podcast app, search Top Rope Nation, scroll down, hit the fifth star. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you do leave that written review, leave your Twitter or Instagram username in the review so I can contact you and we will get you a free Top Rope Nation die cut sticker in the mail simply for leaving us a review and we do also want to throw a shout out to our sponsors that's the good folks over at bet online thera one and nfl sunday ticket we'll be hearing a little bit more about them later in the broadcast so fellas our last podcast dropped on thursday morning and because of that we haven't talked about the thunderdome at all so I think one of the big things that made this show, SummerSlam, stand out to me was that the Thunderdome just makes such a difference in WWE's production. 
Uh, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum for months and months and months on Top Rope Nation about how AEW just kind of blows away WWE with the production without the live crowd. Uh, WWE felt so much more lively tonight at SummerSlam. I thought they improved on what they did with it when it debuted Friday night during SmackDown. Uh, early in SmackDown, they were filming the ring with the 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 usual hard cam they use, you know, the straight on view of the ring from the side. And I didn't care for that view because the wrestlers just like tend to get lost with all of those uh, zoom screens behind them, all the fans zooming in. Uh, so they, they they have definitely adapted. I noticed uh, towards the end of SmackDown and then most of SummerSlam tonight, they were doing a lot of filming with the, the camera that was hanging, uh, a lot of filming from the side, diagonally, a lot of lower angle filming. And from that dimension, I think it really works well. I think that uh, having the virtual audience with the tiered approach, like the, how they have them tiered, it looks it's a really cool effect. When you use the typical hard cam, you can't really see how all those screens are tiered. It's just like a flat wall. But from the side and from a lower angle and everything, you can really tell. And I really like it. I mean, and also to have the the full WWE entranceway there that they would normally have at their television tapings when they're on the road, to see that return just gives the shows, you know, such a bigger feel. Uh, even the piped-in crowd noise, I don't really mind too much. I think it, it actually, it sounded better tonight than it did during SmackDown to me for some reason. But overall, I think every, it, it helped. Uh, so, Justin, uh, what, do you, what are your takeaways on the, uh, the Thunderdome? Did you like it? Anything you don't like about it? No, man, I freaking loved it. I think it makes a huge different difference. It it just gives it a, a, a bigger feel. Just it feels more spectacular, you know? It feels makes it feel like a WrestleMania compared to like a the bingo hall that we'd uh, been experiencing. <laughs> yeah. You know, not not to shit on the performance center. It it served its purpose, but it just felt small. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and I still prefer AEWs. I, I love just like them being outside, just looks great. And I like, you know, some of the wrestlers and a very few fans adding a little bit to it. You know, maybe WWE can make up with, you know, like you said, the the uh, piping in of the crowd noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just the look and the feel, like you said, the entrance way. We know we got, uh, you know, fireworks. Uh, and I, Randy Orton's. He got he had the little double uh, sprinkler spray coming down that you know would have normally been falling on the yeah. crowd. <laughs> that was great. Um, and you know, it's just and it's actually maybe the only one negative is it is a lot to take in because like I didn't notice until the I think the like the fourth match in that the barrier on the outside of the ring, uh, the camera side is you know is electronic it lights up and stuff it's basically like all the other stuff a video board um but yeah it, it's really cool and it's a huge upgrade over the performance center yeah agreed kyle uh friday night i wasn't loving the debut i thought the sound was off and i'm in my head i'm thinking you know you guys can control the sound you can control the volume of that everyone's piping in and you got it overtaking your uh, the promos and interviews you got going on tonight was so much better though vast improvement by far um and I, I gotta give the uh, the superstars a lot of credit because there's so much going on in these screens and they're not distracted. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw what you know who's got a mask on. There's some lady fighting with somebody off screen on one of the other uh, screens, and it was just you know, I give them a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. They certainly 
the production team certainly adapted. They definitely improved uh, from Friday. I, I would say it was like bad, but I, like you, was a little bit critical of it on Friday. Uh, but I thought it worked really, really well tonight during SummerSlam. And it really felt like a big show, you know, for the first time in months. To your point about the screens, I had that in my show notes, too. There, <laughs> It's not foolproof because I noticed at one, t- at one point someone had on their screen Fire Velveteen Dream. Uh, at another point, someone had a large picture of Pikachu up there, which <laughs> regretfully was my tweet that had the most social interaction tonight was my uh, screenshot of Pikachu. Uh, and then there was – this happened during SmackDown too. There was a guy like laying on his bed falling asleep that I noticed <laughs> as well. But, uh, you know, yeah, overall, it, it's really good to see people out there. You know, uh, another small thing about the uh, the new setup, which – you know, it's not even really arena related. I don't know where they have this set up is I absolutely love that interview area they have. But they, all that's missing from that is mean Gene and a, a pile of Coke for the wrestlers to <laughs> snort before giving an interview. Yes. Oh, man, dude, that's so true. I, I, I've been feeling a lot of Bruce Pritchard influence on these shows lately. You know, like Smackdown's had those. Uh, bumpers from the wrestlers talking at the beginning of the show, like they're very brief backstage promos like they used to do on the Saturday night's main events. Uh, they did that tonight, too, during – which match was it? Someone came out, and then down in the corner there was like a backstage promo. It just kind of reminds me of like the 80s and 90s. I think that's all a lot of Bruce Prichard uh, influence coming through. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty much all in agreement. It adds to the broadcast. I also like how – when they when they film it from the side, the point where the screens end perfectly lines up, you know, with the ribbon board at the end of the the 100 level concourse. So it does feel like you know a full arena, the way they have those screens out there. And uh, yeah, really good. As of the broadcast, I enjoyed it. So when we look at this card, guys, I mentioned a little bit ago. I mean, to me, almost every single match delivered. And when we talk about who the standout performers of this show were. I think we got to talk about this in tandem, but Asuka wrestling twice, you know, Bailey and Sasha coming out there twice. I thought both the Bailey Asuka match and the Sasha Asuka match were absolutely phenomenal matches. Uh, I think we all thought that Asuka would probably walk out with one of the belts. Um, I think I speculated on our Thursday show that she would defeat Bailey, but that's not what happened. Bailey is still the SmackDown champion, but she did defeat. Sasha Banks, we're seeing more heat building up uh, towards the break between those two. Uh, but overall, those two matches and Asuka's performance tonight. Let me throw it to Kyle first. Uh, what did you make of Asuka tonight? I thought Asuka did great. Um, the first match with Bailey was good. I was with you guys and thinking that you know that was going to be the one she was going to walk out with. I'm glad she didn't. I think that builds more of a story for um, the Raw end. There's already the build-up with uh, Shayna and Nia Jax on that side, so I'm happy about that. But um, just real quick, I don't know if you guys are aware, I have something great in common with Sasha Banks. Um, I oh, too, yeah? I, too, have never successfully defended my singles title. So <laughs> yeah, I got that going. Oh, man. Yes, poor Sasha. Poor Sasha. Justin, your take. Yeah, she. Uh, Asuka was fantastic tonight. Uh, although the real MVP, even though she lost her title, was Sasha Banks uh, repping that Bret Hart gear in the <laughs> Bailey match. That shit yeah. was fantastic. With the uh, uh, rather than pink, like the white kind of flames on the side. Very cool. Yeah, like a blue. Uh, very cool. Very yep. boss. 
Uh, yeah. I, you know, I really liked the finish of that Bailey Asuka match. I like. I don't know if I've ever seen that where you know Asuka did the little butt bump to the outside and she's kind of hanging on the ropes and and Bailey turns that into an inside cradle. I thought that was really cool. And I mean, obviously, I don't know if Sasha Banks and Asuka could have a bad match. You know that uh, the the DDT from the top rope was fantastic, and then uh, the power bomb to the outside was brutal. Oh looking. my god. That was crazy, man. That was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a more brutal powerbomb to the outside, like ever. That was just insane. Yeah, both of these matches were really good. I think I would I would slightly take Asuka Sasha over Asuka Bailey, but they were both very good. Yeah, and you know, yeah. they did a lot of good stuff with like, you know, the interviews in between the matches, really setting up this storyline nicely. And, uh, you know... You, you know, Kyle mentioned it, you know, Sasha Banks can't defend her title. That's just one more thing they can throw into this storyline. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this is going. Yeah, she she did the glare kind of at Bailey at the end. They actually, like, the little details between these two were just really, really good. Uh, because the the finish that you mentioned from the first match with Bailey and Asuka, they kind of tried to recreate that in the second match, but it didn't work out. And right after that... They went into, uh, you know, of course, you had Bailey on the ring apron this time with uh, with the bump, but it, it didn't work out. And right after that, they went into exchanging like the bank statement and the Oscar lock back and forth, back and forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. I think uh, I'd like to see still this kind of be a slow burn between the two of them. I'd like to see it Absolutely. play out for a couple more months, maybe even. I don't want to see it like right away. I mean, how how early do you guys want to see Sasha Banks and Asuka wrestle, Justin? How well, go to that, that's my concern is or that... Right, Sasha Banks and Bailey. I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my concern is that, you know, this rush to have payback, and I think it was already announced that they're going to be defending in a tag team match. I've, I'm with you. I want to see them. Let's just keep slow burning this uh, i have a bad feeling that the breakup could be happening next week yeah what about you kyle how would you script this would you have this go on to like rumble survivor series wrestlemania how long would you keep this building uh the sasha bailey match that's got wrestlemania written all over it that is you know one of the there's so much story to that feud that there's only one stage that could handle that so the fact that they're already seeming to rush it i'm not loving but you know maybe you have sasha win the Rumble challenge mm-hmm. Bailey, something like that. But uh, yeah, I'd li- I definitely would prefer a slow burn to this one. Yeah. And the second match of the night, we had the Street Profits and uh, Angel Garza and Andrade. And they basically played up this, uh, this split happening with Garza and Andrade, which is kind of what we expected as well. Uh, this was a good match, too. Very, very entertaining. Of course, Montez Ford, always the standout with that uh, twisting frog splash that he does. He did that at the finish here to get the victory. Uh, basically, they, they played up the uh, the heat between Garza and Andrade because Ford, Montez Ford, inadvertently collided with Vega after a super kick from Garza. And then Andrade checked in on Zelina Vega on the outside. At this point, you had Ford tag out to Dawkins, who took the offensive. But then there was a blind tag made to Ford who hit that aforementioned major twisting frog splash that he does, which is so cool. Guy gets so high up there, gets the victory uh, while Vega was getting checked on on the outside. So Andrade kind of left his partner out to dry. We're going to see we're going to see that 
feud or slowly develop, I guess you could say it's not really a feud yet, but it's going to keep developing. I mean, good match, but I mean, I just can't say that the raw tag team division draws me in <laughs> as a viewer right now. I think overall, you know, the, the tag team divisions are, are pretty weak story wise, uh, but you're always going to get a good match with the street profits. And Kyle, what'd you think of this one? Uh, this feud has been pretty entertaining between uh, the Street Profits, Profits and Andrade and Garza. I mean, all the matches have been more or less pretty good. Uh, I don't really love the poison angle. I don't think there was yeah. any purpose to it at all. <laughs> it's you, know, you poisoned him and he's fine. And you're the heels doing the bad thing. I'm not surprised. Uh, the only thing that I think this match was missing was my personal uh, favorite, Bianca Belair. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to see her more involved in this feud if Zelina's getting involved, but other than that, I was entertained. Yeah. Justin? Uh, I like the Solo Cup entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I had a tweet out there about how long is it going to be until someone, like a wrestler, is showing on one of those screens and then they like appear from behind the screen. I was thinking that would have been a sweet entrance for these guys to you know come through the crowd with the Solo Cups, like they appear to like come out of one of the TV units or something. Maybe they'll do that in the future, but uh, yeah, it, it, decent match, but uh, you know, not bad by any means. Not great, just you know, it, it continued the story that they've been building. So speaking of stories that have been building, we're going to get into this Mandy Rose Sonya Deville match, which uh, had quite a bit of hype for a lot of different reasons, uh, real life and scripted. But before we do, let's go to a word from our sponsors over at TheraOne and NFL Sunday Ticket. Tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wurzland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary TheraGun percussive therapy device When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion, or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and their sleep product to drift into a deep night's sleep. So here's the deal for you guys. Now through Labor Day, that is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash blue wire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash blue wire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now, theragun.com slash bluewire. The link is in the podcast description.
Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. No more haggling with DirecTV for a discount. All you got to do, go to Sunday Ticket, NFLSundayTicket.tv. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Once again, visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word. So here we go, Justin and Kyle. We're talking about Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville. This match obviously had some added dimension based on what happened on both ladies' real life last week. Uh, Kyle and I talked about this on the the last podcast that we did. But uh, if you're not aware, Sonia Deville had a very deranged individual, a stalker, break into her home. Mandy Rose was there at the time. Luckily, both women escaped. The guy was arrested. Very traumatic experience, obviously, and nobody would have faulted these two if they didn't want to do the match. But uh, they're troopers, they're warriors. They went out there, they did the match at SummerSlam. It's something that they have wanted to do for a very, very long time. They've talked about doing this feud, and it, this was a, sl- a slow build. It was a uh, long-term storytelling between these two. It's been going on for months. We finally got to the match here at SummerSlam. Loser leaves WWE. And in the end, Sonya Deville lost the match. Uh, Kyle, what did you make of this one? I like this match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'm very glad that despite everything that went on outside, they were able to come in and you know, tell the story they wanted to tell. Um, and I'm very. I'm just curious to see where Mandy Rose goes next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you know, where she fits in in the SmackDown women's picture. You know, you can tell Mandy's really been working a lot at her game. And Sonya is someone that we've we've praised a lot in the past. You know, she's really, really good on the mic and she always delivers in the ring pretty well. Um, Mandy, you know, she's still learning. But I thought a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, she had a really good promo backstage and she's really been coming into her own. And this match kind of served the purpose of showing her in a different light. You know, she came out there aggress- super aggressive. Um, she hit four running knee strikes to end the match, which was uh, particularly brutal. Although, I thought after the finish, it was kind of odd how Sonya just kind of got up and went to the announce position and was like slamming her hands down. She was frustrated. Like, you just took four running knee strikes. Maybe sell that a little bit longer. But uh, overall, you know, I thought it was a it was an entertaining match. Justin, what did you make of it? I wish them all the best outside the ring. I didn't really care for this one. <laughs> for being best friends, I didn't feel like there was a lot of chemistry going inside. I am never, ever, ever, ever going to ask Mandy Rose to help me move furniture. Because <laughs> she's going to throw it at you? Because <laughs> she's not going to be able to pick it up. She's going to yeah. like try over and over again and then slam it into the side of my house. Oh, yeah. Um, and I didn't understand, like, why? Like, And that's the thing. Like, I loved the promo before this match. Uh, full disclosure, I don't get around to watching SmackDown very often, uh, I, but I thought the f- uh, promo was fantastic. It really uh, told me what this feud was and it, it, to get me pumped for this match. I didn't understand why this was a no disqualification. Like, 
there was I, I saw like one good chair shot outside the ring, but other than that, it, I, I just didn't seem necessary. Um, so yeah, I, I, this is pretty easily my least favorite match of the night. Yeah, they wanted to drop the hair match thing, I guess. Uh, but you're right, like everyone in the comic book Slack, you know, all the people that write for comicbook.com were talking about the show in this like chat room as it's going on. Everyone's like, why did they get out the the uh, the table and not actually use it? Like everyone was freaking out about that. Um, you're right. You know, outside of that, there wasn't wasn't a lot of no DQ. Um, you know, you can show aggression with Mandy Rose without it being a, a no DQ match, but it seemed like that was uh, that was the whole purpose of the match. You know, they, the announcers were really 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 selling the fact that you've never seen Mandy Rose like this. And uh, you know, she hit those running knee strikes and she was screaming at Sonya and she she hit the fourth one and. And she got the cover, and then, like I said, Sonya was up pretty quick after that. But uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, for two two people that have been wanting to do this match, I'm happy for them. They got a, a big stage to do it at. It wasn't like anything like a four star classic or anything like that. But you know, I, th- I thought it was entertaining. So I, I was entertained by what I saw. I think Mandy's coming along as a performer, and uh, we'll see what happens after this. How they bring back Sonya Deville because obviously someone this talented isn't isn't going to be gone forever um but uh speaking of someone very talented we got the debut of ray mysterio's son who 15 years ago at SummerSlam, his custody was being decided in a ladder match between ray and eddie and tonight he's wrestling seth rollins in his debut match and i think uh and we were kind of talking about this off air in our in our chat room or our our, our uh, message board what should i say facebook post over at facebook.com we've got a, a top rope nation group you guys should definitely join if you're not a member search uh, top rope nation pro wrestling discussion on facebook we went from like 70 users to almost 200 in like a week so a lot of people participating would love to have you join us there but we had a we had a SummerSlam post going tonight where we were all commenting and uh kind of some debates on uh who was the big star this weekend as far as newcomers go because you had pat mcafee wrestling adam cole at nxt takeover and he really really impressed people but then tonight you had dominic mysterio and I thought he really held his own, guys. You know, when it got started, I thought he looked a little bit shaky for the first few minutes. But by the end, he's hitting this frog splash. I think he did it twice. His frog splash looks excellent. He hit the 619. Uh, he had a long, long match with Seth Rollins, who obviously is in incredible shape. This match, I thought, told a great story. Um, Pat McAfee on TakeOver was just amazingly athletic he did all this stuff to really kind of wow you but the match itself i didn't really feel like it told a great story like he kind of dominated adam cole who's been like you know the face of nxt for the last couple of years but here this match was just up and down it involved ray on the outside it involved dominic's mother in the entrance way uh there was times where you thought dominic might pull out the victory I just thought this was an excellent match. I was so entertained throughout. I think Dominic Mysterio has a has a big time future in pro wrestling. Uh, Kyle, what did you make of Dominic's debut? I thought Dominic Dominic looked great. Uh, I think the match itself was very well done. It really told the story and pushed the story along that we've been telling for uh, the past few months now. And uh, I think Dominic's Dominic's moves look clean. His top rope work looked 
great, which, I mean, you have to expect from Rey Mysterio's son, I guess. But um, I think they really succeeded in telling the story they wanted to tell tonight. Yeah. Justin, what would you make of this? Uh, pretty easily my favorite match of the night. Although, uh, I have to say, my kid, I had this on my laptop and so that you know we could throw a cartoon on for my kid. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of watching the laptop a little bit, so we had to kind of wrestle for a while. So I didn't really get to pay attention super close to Asuka, Sasha, and uh, Drew and Randy. But this is easily my match of the night. I freaking love this match. Um, f- first off, shout out Seth Rollins in that gear. Throwback to uh, Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, like you talked about the frog splash, it almost makes you wonder, was Eddie Guerrero his dad? <laughs> but, but, but then the fact I'm your that, pappy, yes. But then the fact that uh, his gear included a hood that kept getting in his way, you know, just like how Ray could never seem to tighten his mask appropriately. That's like, oh, okay, no, he is Ray's son. You got you got to drop the hood, Dominic. Got to <laughs> yeah, drop that it. That was weird. I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought Dominic's gear was kind of a mix between Glacier and AJ Styles when he was in TNA, where he would wear that big hood out in his entranceway, and it was always yeah. kind of like that black and blue color. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, all props to Dominic. I thought he was fantastic. My MVP for the match was Ray. I thought he was great in that match, uh, just with all the uh, expressions and yelling out. And, you know, when uh, Seth was going after uh, uh, Angie, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, handcuffed to the ring, and he's just yelling, yelling, take me, I'm right here, take me. And when they're in the ring and he's reaching for him, and Seth did a tremendous job in this match. Uh, it told a, a great story. And uh, I, I think for me, this is going to be the thing I, I really remember about this WrestleMania is this match. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yes. yes. It felt like WrestleMania because it was, a you know, all together, this show just felt bigger than WrestleMania, though. You know, and part of that is this new Thunderdome and the Amway Center and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, the show definitely had a bigger feel, I think. And uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I would agree with most everything both of you said. I mean, it was super entertaining. Like I said, the drama in this match just kind of far exceeded what I saw from the McAfee-Cole match. Although I think Pat McAfee, if he wants to stay with wrestling, he's definitely got a big future in this industry as well. I mean, if he's only been training, what he said, a few weeks, and he looked very, very good too. But, I mean, you got the genetics here with the Mysterio son, Dominic, and... He looked great. Like you said, Rollins. Got to give Seth Rollins a lot of credit in this one. Um, You know, when he kept hitting him with that cane and screaming out, this is enough. When are you going to save your son? Is this enough? Save him. And he's hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. It was at this point that my wife came downstairs as I was watching the show. And she looks over. I can never get my wife to watch wrestling. She's like, I really don't like this kind of wrestling. She's like, this isn't (laughs) wrestling. I'm like, well, it's a street fight. (laughs) She's like, of course she comes down as the guy's just getting brutalized with the cane, <laughs> you know, but I thought that was so good. And like you said, Mysterio, yeah, he sold it so well. Um, when he hit the uh, the Russian leg sweep with the cane from the second rope through the table, that was a super, super cool spot. Um, but altogether, I mean, they worked this match, especially for a, for a newcomer. They put this together 
very, very well. And uh, I was way more impressed than I thought I was going to be. I mean, my ex- I, w- I wouldn't say my expectations were super high going in, but they uh, they definitely exceeded them. I will say that. So Rollins pretty much had to win, but you walked away thinking, like, this kid's got a future in wrestling if he sticks with it. So Absolutely. He absolutely has a future. Yeah. And, uh, one thing I do want, I want to put this on the record now. I want everyone to know that I said it first. WrestleMania, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio, tag team champions. I'm putting I would love there. to see that. Absolutely love to see it. They could tell a great story with that. Yeah, for sure. That, that's the kind of WrestleMania moment that they need right now. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see that. So after that, we got Sasha Asuka, which we already discussed, and it pretty much brings us to the final two matches. So we had Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, and when this one came out, I was a little surprised that this one wasn't going on last. I kind of felt like this was the signature match of this show as far as like the headliners go. Uh, but when you see how it ended with Roman Reigns and the Strowman thing and with The Fiend, you, you know they had to put Roman Reigns on last. Uh, plus, they're probably not going to end the show with a backslide, which is how Drew McIntyre <laughs> won the match that was billed as you'll never see it coming because he had the Claymore kick versus the RKO. But I got to tell you guys... I kind of liked it. I mean, sometimes wrestling is just way too predictable. And to see something end with this big dude and Drew McIntyre, you know, pinning Randy Orton with a backslide, give me more of that kind of stuff. I love to see stuff. So we really didn't see that thing coming. And I liked it. Overall, I thought this this was a very good match as well. And McIntyre is super agile for a guy his size. Orton, when he wants to be, is one of the best in the business. Um, he had both guys getting some color in this match. Not a lot, but a little bit. McIntyre, he was bleeding from his left eye. Randy late in the match from his forehead. Uh, basically, they were selling injuries throughout the thing. Like Randy was really selling his left knee. McIntyre was selling his eye, his knee as well. Uh, I felt like the turning point in the match happened when uh, McIntyre got some adrenaline. He had a series of belly-to-belly suplexes. At that point, he shows this big man agility because he leaps over the top rope, jumps up to the top, hits this big clothesline, and then he kips up. And you're like, man, this dude is like 260, 6'5", or whatever he has. That was like a very, very, very impressive feat to watch. Uh, after that, you had Orton kicking out of the Future Shock DDT from McIntyre. And then Drew countered. It looked like Randy Orton was going to hit the punt kick, but Drew countered that into a big power bomb. Comes in for the Claymore. Orton dodges it. Drew then dodges an RKO, and he goes into the backslide for the pinfall. I'll say early on, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about this one, but I felt like about the last two-thirds of the match, they really turned it on, and I liked it. Uh, Justin, your uh, your observations on the WWE Championship match. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I was for probably... Uh, actually, you know, I maybe have got really lucky here because... For the first third of this match, I, I was busy wrestling with my kid before we put him down for bed. So I loved everything I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, it included the the second best thing outside of sweaty hair, and that is blood. <laughs> uh, yes. I, just utter relief that, you know, Drew maintained. I'm so happy for him that he actually, you know, I think he's been a really good world title holder he puts on great matches and he finally kind of had that moment in a big arena that it felt special. So I'm, I'm glad he finally got that. 
and hopefully it really continues. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about this is, you know, Drew McIntyre has gone from winning the Royal Rumble in Houston this year, you know, in front of 40,000 plus people, such a huge moment. It You can go back in our archives and listen to our post show, but man, that felt so big. And you really felt all this momentum behind Drew McIntyre. And as far as like someone's career arc goes, I don't know if anyone else out there has been hurt more than Drew McIntyre by not having fans because I think that championship victory for him at Mania, if it would have been in Tampa, would have been so huge. And I agree with you, Justin. He's done a great job as champion through this pandemic era. Uh, But he just hasn't had that big feeling around him through no fault of his own. And, you know, Uncle Dave Meltzer tweeted this out, but he talked about how uh, he's been the champion at the worst time possible. But the atmosphere tonight and the win really helped him a lot. And I couldn't agree more. I was very happy to see WWE keep the belt on him. I hope he doesn't lose it like next week to Orton or something, but I feel, I feel like yeah. going in, I predicted actually that they would probably make the title change because that's the kind of thing that WWE usually does. But I I felt very strongly that keeping the title on McIntyre was the right move here. You know, and that's the thing is like a lot of people are saying like Randy Orton's really never been hotter. Well, he doesn't lose anything by, you know, losing by a backslide. And like you said, yes, let's have more of that, you know. You know, I still remember the one time that Sami Zayn actually won a match with the Blue Thunder Bomb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I you know it was funny. Like even during this match, I remember thinking when he was doing the the second rope draping DDT, it was like, has that ever pinned anybody? Ever? Has yeah. It ever one time? So like, yeah, let's get more funky finishes. I you know I'm all for it. Exactly, I it. man. I it's saw perfect. people joking about it and like, what? No, give me more of this. I like stuff that surprises me. You know, I've been watching this stuff for over, what, 30 years, over 30 years when I can see something that kind of shocks me like that. Give me more of that. I mean, if every single match is going to end with finisher pin. No, I mean, sometimes or oftentimes that works. But like I once in a while, I want to be surprised as a fan, even at this point in my fandom. So, yeah, Kyle, what do you think? I agree completely. And I think what sticks out the most for me is that they protected the Claymore. You know, Orton didn't kick out of the Claymore. Uh, McIntyre didn't hit the Claymore at all. And we know how well the RKO was protected. So to see that they showed the, the Claymore the same respect, and, you know, that that's a huge move. That's a boot to the face from a guy that's 260 pounds. Yeah, great so, observation. Great observation. Yeah. So to see them, you know, give that that move the respect they give the RKO that, and then finish with the backslide, I think that told a good story. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so we had that one. Very good match. Then we go to Strowman Fiend, and we've kind of already talked about this at the top of the show, but you know, my expectations for this were pretty low. I can't say I was super invested in this one. And to me, this was the weakest match of the show, Bell to Bell. It just it really didn't do much for me. Uh <laughs> I don't want to be too negative if you guys liked it, but uh it was just kind of gimmicky. You know, the fiend was taking advantage early. Uh, when he did the thing where he was like snapping, he's snapping Strowman's neck. Like it didn't even look at all. That's like he really awful. snapped I his neck. That's that was might terrible. be the worst move in all of professional wrestling. I it agree looks 100%. so bad. Yeah, it looks so bad. They go to the outside. He gets the toolbox out. Uh, you know, then Strowman comes back. Fiend takes a bunch of punishment. Uh, he throws the Strowman throws the steps into his face and Michael Cole's going nuts. Somehow the fiend stirs, you know, like these very scripted lines. Um, 
I thought like the finish of the match. So you had, I think we talked about this, but Braun Strowman, like he cut up the ring apron and, and the padding to expose the wood under the apron. And he hit the sister Abigail. Uh, then he did it again. And I think it was because he didn't really hit it on the right spot. I don't know. You guys can go back and watch this. But like when he did it the first time, they definitely didn't land on the wood like at all. And I kind of saw him like look over that spot and then he like set it up again and they still didn't really hit that spot right because of the way it's kind of a tough move to kind of gauge where you're going to land, you know, because of the way they spin and everything. But he did it and then they, they, uh, he gets the pinfall. So the fiend is the champion and then out comes Roman. And I thought the show ended on a high note. But to me, that this was actually the least entertaining match on the show for me, Justin. Would you agree um, with that? Yeah, well, I, I like I said, I my least favorite was the Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. But this was still, I mean, this wasn't much better. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I don't watch a lot of SmackDown. But so, you know, I liked the promo once again, just like that, you know, DeVille and Rose match. I liked the promo going into it. Uh, when you watch that stuff live, it's not really coherent. But when they can just kind of chop it up into a their own personal story, it's it's pretty good. Um, God, yeah, my biggest takeaway might have been like I, my in my job, I actually use a box cutter. And so that during that entire segment, I'm like my dad brain is just like, oh, I hope they don't accidentally cut each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that, too. Um, in fact, Justin, the job that me and you used to work at our old part time job where we met, I remember one of the first things they did at that job was give you a box cutter. Me and you used to spend a lot of time in the uh, the the, the uh, not the warehouse, but, you know, the uh, the back room cutting up boxes with our bo- box cutters. Well, so yeah, we, throwback we, we had you. a. Way to pile them up so I could do a swanton bomb on them. <laughs> That's right. True story. I wish you could find that picture so we could put out like on our Patreon page or something. Justin doing the swanton to the uh, 20 years ago onto the stack of cardboard. There you go. Oh, Kyle, what'd you make of it? Uh, I had two main issues with this match. Um, the first is that if I'm watching a Falls Count Anywhere match, I want the fall to be anywhere but in the ring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just make uh, no DQ match if you want to do the all the other spots. That's fine. But if it's false count anywhere, don't have to fall in the ring. I thought that was pretty, pretty straightforward rule there. But um, <laughs> my second issue is, you know, Roman comes out, beats the hell out of out of Braun, beats the hell out of the Fiend. The Fiend is down on the ground, not moving. Where's Mister Money in the Bank? Right. He better be celebrating with Mandy Rose for yeah. her win. <laughs> that is the only excuse that man should have because he lost his title opportunity right there. I'd take the briefcase away from him. Yeah, I, okay. I have I have zero interest in seeing him cash that in, so I was A-OK with him not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I still think, like, I think the initial speculation was that Mandy would, like, somehow cost him with that and, like, turn on him or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but... Uh, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with Justin there. But, uh, you know, overall, not not the greatest main event, but then it's definitely overshadowed by what happened with Roman. And if you haven't seen what happened with Roman and his return, definitely worth watching at least that part of the end of the show. You know, but overall, very entertaining SummerSlam. I'm not going to be too negative on this show because it's been really hard to watch wrestling over the last five and a half months or so. And 
I just had so much fun watching the show. It felt really big. It actually felt like a pay-per-view, and I was very satisfied. So if you didn't catch it, I would recommend watching it. I'll say bravo to WWE tonight. You guys have anything else from the show that uh, we didn't hit on that you wanted to mention at all, or just anything else? No, man, I, I, I agree with what you said there. It's like this is one of the first times, you know, even though I ragged on a couple matches, that was just me kind of nitpicking for the show. Uh, but this is the first time kind of top to bottom. I, I just had a good time. And the abnormality of our situation didn't feel super abnormal. And it was just fun and kind of exciting, which was a nice change of freaking pace for 2020. That's for sure. Kyle, anything else that we didn't hit on from your notes? Um. You know, definitely was a great show tonight. Uh, one thing I did want to get your guys' thoughts on was TakeOver, Karrion Cross, new NXT champion, and his injury. Um, yes. So we have Keith Lee debuting on Raw this week, which it surprised people, and it surprised me that he dropped the title here. Cross, though, is a great, uh, he's a great act, him and Scarlett. I felt pretty strongly, and, and Kyle, I think, has said this on the show, too, in the past, Kyle Ross that Karrion Cross is just like tailor-made for the main roster. And if you're going to bring one of them up, like I would have brought Karrion Cross up first. Big time reason for that is they don't have a lot of top heels as championship challengers now. You know, like we talked on the Thursday show about this, but if McIntyre retained, which he did, and if he moves on from Randy Orton, who's the next challenger? And you need a thank, top level heel. Thank God they're bringing in a giant baby face and Keith Lee to go to the Raw yeah. brand. <laughs> well, think about it because you got Drew McIntyre and Apollo Crews, which, by the way, we talk about that, but Apollo Crews, U.S. champ on the pre show tonight against MVP. So Apollo Crews, baby face, secondary champion, and Drew McIntyre, baby face, world champion. Like, there's not a real opportunity for him to make much of an impact there. So I think, I think Karrion Cross is awesome. I'm not sure about that decision, though. I would I would have kept Keith Lee down. Um, so I don't know. What did, what did, did you see this match, Justin? Have you watched Takeover yet? Uh, no, I was in the middle of bum f Iowa with basically no internet service right. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, like I mentioned earlier, I I I hope they have something ready for Keith Lee on Raw because otherwise, I don't need understand the point of him being the double champion giving up one belt and then just to lose the other one a month later right you know like uh someone was talking about this on twitter i think it might have been sean ross sap but talking about it. it would have been a better uh story to tell if he had lost the ladder match and like got injured and then he had to also defend against carrion cross and you know he's hurt so that was why he lost or something it would have been a decent story uh but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens because this is this situation could really change because it sounds like Karrion Cross with the separated shoulder. He's got an MRI scheduled early this week. So we don't really know what's going to happen with him. And uh, that NXT world title picture could uh, definitely be in flux. But uh, who knows, Justin, maybe Finn Balor will come out of the wings if they need somebody to carry that title. You'd be happy with that, I would think. Wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> he got a big win at TakeOver, so we shall see. Kyle, what what did you make of the whole situation, though, since you brought up the topic? Uh, you know, I, last time I was on, I did say how big of a carrying Cross fan I was, and I love that he won the title. I'm very happy for him. I think they're now in a very unique situation with this injury. 
Um, if it does cause him to miss some time, vacate the title right away. Now you can call up your big monster, undefeated, you know, demon, whatever he is, call him up to the main roster without taking a loss. And I think that's something they should absolutely take advantage of. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So he's only had, that was his seventh match in NXT that he won the world title. And so that's, that is pretty amazing to be hot shot to the world title of just seven matches. But yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a very established wrestler. Him and him and Scarlett are a great team together. And uh, I just, I see them having a ton of success on the main roster if booked right. And especially with the lack of heels right now, I think they could do some really good stuff, but we shall see how it plays out. I do want to tell the listeners that um, we've got a couple exciting things on the horizon this week. On our Thursday show, it could change, subject to change, but I do want to say we probably will be presenting an interview on that show. You're going to want to check that out on Thursday. And then uh, next week, by next Monday, we will have a new bonus show posted on our Patreon page, Top Rope Nation Classics. That's our, our Patreon-exclusive podcast. Uh, between Top Rope Nation Classics and Top Rope Nation Extra, these are the bonus shows we do over on Patreon. I think there's about 20 exclusive shows. The only way to hear them is to sign up over at patreon.com slash Nation. Uh, but I believe this weekend we will be doing another edition of Top Rope Nation Classics, looking back at a episode of Saturday Night's main event from the 1980s. So if you like retro wrestling stuff, those shows are always a ton of fun. Uh, we'll probably be posting kind of a preview of that show on our regular feed here for the uh, the Monday episode next week. But if you want to hear that full show, head on over to patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. You'll get access to that show as well as all the bonus shows we've done in the past. So keep a lookout for those next two broadcasts. Kyle Ryan, thank you. You're a trooper. Thanks for stepping in kind of on short notice. I reached out to you earlier today. Ton of fun catching up with you again. You have been a great supporter of this podcast ever since you discovered us. You're always promoting us on social media. You've been a longtime supporter on Patreon and uh, I thought when you were on the NXT TakeOver post show that we did, you did a phenomenal job and I uh, wanted to invite you back for the SummerSlam show. And I thought you delivered, my friend. I really, really appreciate the support you've given this show and, and for coming on and being a great guest co-host. I really appreciate that. And thank you again for having me back. Uh, I had a great time again and hope everyone likes what they hear. Absolutely. We will have you on again for sure. So, again, as I said at the top of the broadcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts, make sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. With that said, this has been the SummerSlam 2020 post show, episode 168, Top Rope Nation. Have a great week. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Take care. 619 Booyaka Booyaka. Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports and remember, the casino never closes. 
Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.